Have you ever seen those signs on the billboards when you're driving that say, made you look, or this sign works? Well, I could do the same thing with this podcast. Because you're listening, I could kind of tell you right away, podcasting works. But you knew that. By listening to this show and other shows on this podcast player that you're using, you've proven and you know that podcasting helps you find the information or the inspiration or the entertainment that you're looking for. But what if this was your voice on the other side? Could you be reaching your audience? Could you be spreading your message? Could you be reaching the people that God called you to reach in a new way by starting your podcast, but you've been scared of it or you've been fearful or unsure of what to do, or you felt like the market was too saturated? Well, you're going to find the answers to building the podcast that can help you build your brand and reach more people with this interview with my guest, Sarah St. John host of the Frugalpreneur Podcast, an entrepreneur, podcaster, and author. She's going to tell you how you can build a podcast the simple, direct, effective way from the ground up without costing you an arm and a leg or giving you a bunch of headaches with a whole bunch of technical stuff that don't help you actually reach your audience. That's what you're going to hear today on this God and Gig Show episode. So give me just a moment to welcome our newest listeners, and then we'll get right into this impactful and powerful discussion. Artists, musicians, and creatives of all kinds, looking for help balancing your passion to create with your everyday life? Not sure if your faith can coexist with your profession? Welcome to a place where real artists discuss real life. You're listening to The God and Gig Show. Visit GodandGigs.com for show notes, links, and more information. Hello and welcome to our show. Thank you so much for making this podcast a part of your creative day. If you're new to our show, I believe you are in the right place, especially because you are probably a musician, creative, freelancer, content creator, anyone that's inside the arts and entertainment space. And most likely, you don't only do this within the confines of a ministry or a church. You do so because you love God and you love what you do and you love your faith, but you most likely work in the mainstream. So this is why we are here, to help you connect the dots between your spiritual life and your practical life. And there is no better way to do that than to stay connected with other creatives who are just like you, working, living, and making a impact in this space between arts, entertainment, and creativity. So thank you for joining us. Make sure you subscribe and follow the show on whichever app you're using. Stick with us because I believe you are going to find what you're looking for. Speaking of finding what you're looking for, you're actually using the device and the medium that we're going to be talking about today. That's a podcast. You couldn't be listening to this episode right now if you didn't understand the power of podcasting because I'm able to come to you right now over the miles, over time zones, whatever time you're listening. And this medium has allowed you to find information that you need, inspiration that you need, and the motivation that you need within a certain show. So I cannot wait to share with you, with my guest today, Sarah St. John, how you could be doing the same thing, reaching people that you have not yet reached with your message, with your voice, with your impact, with your unique look on things and perspective, whether it's to entertain, enlighten, or to educate. This is the medium that really has opened the door for me to share so much of what God has put on the inside of me. And I want you to have that same ability and that same impact. So to do that, I decided we wanted to talk to someone who was intimately knowledgeable 
about the podcasting journey, how you can actually build a message, a podcast from the ground up without spending a lot of money and having so much overwhelm about the technical or the entrepreneurial aspects. That's why we brought in Sarah St. John to speak to us today. She's an entrepreneur, podcaster, author, and world traveler who's had several startup businesses over her career, but now is the host of the Frugalpreneur podcast. She's had on amazing podcasters, some of the top names in the podcasting business on her show. And she's going to tell us how you actually build a podcast from the ground up by using these simple tools, these simple processes, but things that are very practical. And she's going to help you avoid the pitfalls that many of us beginning podcasters fall into. She's going to help you get over the fear and the doubt when it comes to what to name your podcast, how to find your first host, what do even all these terms mean, and how to make sure that you don't get ahead of yourself and really focus on the things that will help you get started and become successful right away. I can tell you right now, if you follow these tips as a beginning podcaster a long time ago, I wish I had known what Sarah's going to share with you right now. And even if you already have a podcast, this is going to help you to hone your technique to get some of those extraneous things out of the way so you focus on what will bring you immediate success, more downloads, more listeners, and most importantly, more impact. This is a great, great interview. It's one of those things you've got to bookmark because you can literally put these things to practice right away and you'll see the results within minutes or days or weeks of you putting this information into action. So without any further delay, let's get right into this great conversation with podcaster, author, and entrepreneur, Sarah St. John. Sarah St. John, welcome to the God and Gig Show. How are you? Oh, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. I'm doing well. What about you? I'm doing amazing. We just have been laughing off. It's always the stuff that we don't record that is like, I mm. wish I recorded <laughs> because we were just talking about how life hits us over and over again. But you've had an amazing like span of the last three months or so since we got connected. And um, so I know you could probably dig into all that. But before we do, we just got to let you do the 30 second elevator pitch. You know, people want to know your entire life in just 30 seconds. And they put you on the spot on every podcast and you're a veteran. So you know about this part. So for those who are meeting you for the first time, can you just give them like that synopsis of what you do and why they should uh, be paying attention to the next 30, 45 minutes? Sure. So I have a podcast as well called Frugalpreneur, Building a Business on a Bootstrap Budget. And Well, I have four books, but recently released the latest one called 27 Ways to Market and Monetize a Podcast. So I kind of, I help people launch businesses on a budget or kind of educate them on how to do that. And then also really focus on podcasting specifically for business growth. Love it. Now, yeah, you just mentioned the book and the podcasting. You were recently at Podcast Movement, which, of course, coming to you at a podcast myself, I kind of wish I had gone to. I heard all the special and, and crazy things that happened <laughs> about that. But um, it sounds like you really are a part of this community, podcasting. Um, what drew you to this in the first place? Like what, you know, because this is a, a, a as I've become a uh, kind of like a, a podcaster, I guess you could say now, I feel like that's part of my list of things in my resume as well. So what's the first thing that's kind of like drew you even to this field, this area of sharing your message? Why is it like, you know, so that you feel like 
speaks to you where you can speak to others about it? Yeah. So it's kind of on accident in a way. Um, Basically in 2008, I had had six different jobs over the course of the year, not at the same time, decided I didn't want to work for somebody else. And so I started a photography business for weddings and portraits, but it was, I was discovering how expensive it was to maintain equipment and all that. So I decided to switch to an online business model, but I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. So I tried like affiliate marketing, drop shipping, blogging. And it was in that process that I discovered all these free or affordable tools and software you could use to run a business on a budget. So I got the idea to write a book called Frugalpreneur that kind of talks about the different online business models and and how to operate them on a budget. And then I decided, oh, I might as well launch a podcast because I had just started listening to podcasts like a year before that. Um, and so I was like, I'm going to launch a podcast. It's only going to be like 10 episodes, but it's going to coincide with the book, kind of be an extra marketing avenue. Well, I got more leverage and traction with the podcast than the book. And I love the connections I was making and the networking. And so I kept that up. And that's been over three years now and over 150 episodes. And um, and I just have become, I guess, obsessed with <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> I subscribe to like 40 shows. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, it was intentional to create a podcast, but it was kind of an accident in that I didn't have plans for it to become kind of its own thing and this ongoing thing. That's so true with pretty much every podcaster I've talked to. None of us said, hey, you know, uh, what do you want to be when you grow up when you're a kid? A <laughs> podcaster. No, that, that doesn't come, you know, naturally. But as, you know, we were just talking off air, it's really now kind of part of, I mean, look at Spotify. Look at the Joe mm-hmm. Rogan stories. Look at the Jordan Harbingers and some of the other people in our life that we know have millions and millions and millions of fans, millions and millions of downloads and really built an entire business, Spotify and Anchor. And these, this is big money now. Like this is where, you know, if you even want to say it like very honestly, it's like this is where the people that care, have the big bucks, this is where they're putting their money, their ads and stuff. So what would you say to someone who is like the beginning creator like you? Because we're talking to a lot of musicians, a lot of artists, a lot of content creators who are right at the beginning stage where you are at. Um, that get that bootstrap, like, hey, I'm doing a lot of jobs, I'm doing a lot of things, but this is a passion of mine. So, what would you be? Would be what would be your message? I'm sorry, I tripped over my words. To kind of like those first couple of steps that someone that has never touched the mic has no idea about podcasting. Like, what would you tell them is the first step to getting their message out and actually even starting a podcast if they've been thinking about it? Yeah. So, I think one misconception is people assume that. It's expensive to start a podcast. Um, technically, you could start one for free if you use like your phone to record and you used Anchor for the hosting and like uh, ear pods with the little mic to record. I personally recommend setting aside at least $100 um, to invest in a professional. Well, I use a QTR 2100 or no, ATR 2100. Sorry. Um, and it was like, I don't know, 60 or 80 bucks. It's a USB mic. I recommend, you know, just starting with a hundred dollars, get a USB mic. You probably already have headphones or earbuds that you can use. Um, and then of course you have to get hosting 
Uh, and I use Captivate, which is 19 bucks a month. But I think Spreaker has a free plan. And, of course, Anchor. Uh, yeah, so you can start pretty affordably. And then, but really focus on your niche. Like, niche down as much as you can. And then come up with a kind of fun or creative title name of the show um now mine is a made-up word frugalpreneurs so that's why i have the tagline so it's a little bit more searchable but like yours is really awesome god and gigs i love the alliteration there thank you and it's clear that it's about uh faith but also like musicians or really anyone doing any kind of like gig type of work so i love the time that really actually drew me in i was like oh that's yes okay (laughs) you know you you have no idea how much i struggled with okay so for that person i didn't mean to interrupt you but like you just popped into we're talking about naming the podcast because that that trips up a lot of people honestly just the naming they get so caught up in what's the brand what's the colors going to be and they don't start i almost got stuck with that but when i said okay number one i do perform like you said it just kind of like i'll give you some of the worst names that i started with this will will help some people who are like stuck on that whole name thing Uh I started with something that wouldn't have been mentioned because it's like more like a biblical term. And I realized no one's going to know what that is. And then I did God grands and gigs because I play Mm -hmm. piano. But then I realized people will probably think it's about grandparents and I don't have grandparents. (laughs) I don't have grandkids yet. It's like grands going to throw people off. And even the gigs word, some people put gigs as technology, right? So I was like, what if I draw people that are looking for like gigs, like gigabytes, (laughs) It was just, uh, I just went back and forth. Eventually, it's like, okay, look, this works for me. I understand what it means. Most people understand what it means. And I love the fact that you just said it. And that's why I, I stopped you because I love the fact that what I do communicated to you. And mm-hmm. then, of course, if you actually click on the podcast, you'll see within 30 seconds what I do and why I talk about what I talk about. So it, your podcast is it for everybody, right? You said it mm-hmm. niche down. Uh, a lot of my friends are people that are amazingly talented and they do a bunch of things really well. And on my show, I evolved it. It was about music, but then I realized it's not just about music. It's also about people that, like you said, in the arts, entertainment, content creators, really all of us in some way, shape or form do some sort of gig. And you're saying the same thing, like whatever your passions are, you find a way to uniquely talk about it. So it really has to be authentic, right? It can't just be, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. This is my pet peeve. Um, talking with Steve, like, that doesn't, <laughs> let's just be honest, because someone's going to look at this and say, okay, I want to start a podcast tomorrow. Make sure you don't just name it like the the subject podcast, like, because you need to really talk about what matters to you, right? Yeah. And definitely don't, unless you're some big famous person like Oprah, it doesn't make sense to name your podcast with, like, you can say, like, yours will say God and Gigs with uh, Alan Paul and mine's, it, like, it'll say with Sarah St. John at the bottom, but as part of the actual title, don't put your name in it unless you're some well-known person that people would recognize. Let's be honest. Yes, yeah. Exactly. Let's be honest. Yeah. Because otherwise people are going to, yeah, it needs to be topical. Like, you know, like God and gigs or frugalpreneur, not like the Sarah St. John show, even though I like the alliteration of that. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> but, but, but no one, yeah, but there's the cool thing about that. Like later, obviously, and again, we're talking about like to people who are developing their brands. Like later, 
you could just do that as a side project, right? The Sarah St. John show could be about all the things you do, but mm. that's after you've kind of put like the, the, the bricks in place where people are like, oh, I followed her for Frugalpreneur. And then I followed her from this. And I followed, oh, she's got a show about all the stuff she does. Oh, I'll follow that. But that's after they follow the breadcrumbs. You know, mm-hmm. same thing for me. I would love to do an Alan Paul show. That I would love to think that people would want to listen to an Alan Paul show. But I need time to actually say, well, what is what are they going to find when they get there? Because that, like you said, it's not a specific niche. It's not music, or it's not art, or it's not business. It has to be about something. So your podcast has to be about something that attracts people that actually want to listen, or learn, or be inspired by that particular topic. That's why I think we're trying to tell people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely something that stops the scroll basically when someone is looking in apple podcast or whatever app that they use between the name and the cover art and all of that it needs to pop and like be clear what it's about or who it's for awesome i'm already thinking of the people that i want to send this podcast to right now to say hey please follow sarah's instructions (laughs) before you get started i want to jump into something else that we kind of both as podcasters but also as content creators and entrepreneurs have to deal with and that is the money question because you're the frugalpreneur right Mm -hmm. and you said bootstrapping you mentioned starting with a hundred dollars but then there's the okay is this supposed to make money for me? Am I supposed to be selling ads? Am I supposed to be, you know, selling products or do I just talk? And then people I I hear, again, I'm not going to bag on people who are an anchor because I understand it's a great service, but you hear over and over people say, Oh, anchor is, you know, I I'm promoting anchor because of the free service. So that's how, like, I think their monetization works, right? Like you, you promote the actual hosting service. So what would you say to people who are kind of got that big monetization question over their heads when it comes to podcasting and well, any kind of business when it comes to becoming an entrepreneur and stepping out the first time? Yeah. So as far as podcast monetization in particular, you could go the sponsorship route or ads, but unless you have 10,000 downloads an episode, it's probably not going to really equate to much because it's like 25 bucks, I think, per thousand downloads. Mm-hmm. A lot of places require a minimum of like 10,000 downloads. The only platform that I really use and recommend for it is podcorn.com because they don't have minimum requirements. Of course, the person whose campaign it is they have to approve you and all this stuff uh but you can pitch different places and set your own price and all this stuff or you could approach companies directly where it's like a product or service that's uh would be specifically for your audience like don't have mattress ads if oh, you're gosh. a business podcast oh don't get me started on the mattress i see you just keep hitting these little things that are like <laughs> such pet peeves for me i remember again this is for like this is not just for the podcast listeners because people who listen and obviously to this are probably people that listen to podcasts that's one of the thing key things about the audience right you just said it like if you're in a certain niche it makes no sense to be promoting something that has nothing to do with the mm-hmm. people that listen to your podcast and yeah, mattress or 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 what was the other one? Uh, there was like a lot of food delivery, the food delivery, the water. There was like yeah, it's like three or four of them that were like every single podcast had. It's like this has nothing to do with it. I would never buy this product. However, on the flip side, though, you, you mentioned the local companies. This is a big one for me mm-hmm. that I'm I'm trying to learn even myself. 
instead of looking for these huge corporations to pour money into my little podcast, I should be looking for the individuals that are right next door who maybe even have like a business outside my, you know, right by my neighborhood. And they're mm-hmm. looking for a, a, a great way to connect with listeners and connect with new audiences. And the thing about podcasting that's so powerful is it's authentic. Like if I'm talking about something, I'm not CBN, I'm not I'm CB, CNN, I'm not uh, NBC, you know, I'm, I'm just someone that's sharing something that I actually use or a, a person or a business I actually know. And the human voice is so powerful that we can encourage people to do things that maybe a TV commercial wouldn't do or wouldn't encourage them to do. So I think you just said it like you actually have to say, who do I really have a connection with and what businesses can I really get behind? And would they get behind my show, even if I don't have 10,000 downloads and possibly buy a sponsorship or, or paid me to speak about an ad? Because then it's not so, you know, I guess you could say like people feel like it's, you know, oh, I'm being lazy or markety or whatever. And that, that's not it. Like you actually want to support products and businesses that people would want to be a part of. And then your listeners will be like, yeah, I would like to support that too, because you talk to the right kind of people. Yeah. It's interesting that you brought up like the local stuff, especially if you have like a local podcast, like, okay, I'm thinking about starting a podcast actually for the little town that I'm in. I'm in Dallas, but I'm in a suburb. But like it's it's booming and it's growing really fast. And I'm thinking about starting a podcast about the different businesses in that city or that suburb and then approaching the different businesses that I'm going to interview and see if they'd be interested in sponsoring some episodes. But but I think a better way of monetizing a podcast beyond sponsorships is like if you have your own products or services or right. coaching or consulting or courses, it, because a podcast is a good way for people to get to know, like, and trust you. Uh, and if they can kind of hear your expertise and how you resolve problems or kind of how you think about things, they, they're more likely to, you know, invest in you and your products, services, or whatever it might be. Um, so really, that's, I think, the best way for a business, especially to monetize a podcast. Yeah. And I think the key word is business. There are a lot of people who try to, you know, think of this as a hobby. They get nervous, right? When you say the word business, oh, you know, now I have to uh, have spreadsheets. Now I have to have all this stuff. And I think it's not as much about the infrastructure. Obviously, you got we've mentioned the hosting uh, we've mentioned things like that. And here's the other part. I, I liken this. This is going to be a whole other side conversation if I'm not careful. But uh, I also became a homeschooler when I was, my kids were growing up. I remember back then in like 2000, I don't know what the year it was, like homeschooling. Nobody was homeschooling uh, or not nobody, but it was very still kind of niche, right? Now it's a huge thing. But I remember getting into that market, getting into that area, those conventions and seeing so many resources. I was like, you guys, like, I have so much stuff that I didn't know was available to me. And I felt immediately comfortable. It's the same thing with podcasting. If people are starting now, if they started back when we started, they would have been like, they wouldn't even know <laughs> it was like a desert. But now there's so many resources available that you step in and there's places like, you know, you, you I know you're working out with PodPage or um, there's so many other companies I could think of, even, you know, the hosting companies, uh, Buzzsprout, which I'm with, has amazing tutorials. You have a book that's out. So it's no longer like that huge learning curve that you might have felt like, you know, oh, I don't know where to start. Now there's like a huge community of people 
who are willing to help you. And again, like you said, it's it's not as hard as you know having a business plan and everything written out, but you should have the right mentality. It should be thinking of it as a business versus a hobby. I think that that that's fair to say, right? Because people don't want to do it for a hobby. That's where they pod fade. That's where, by mm-hmm. the way, if you don't know what pod fade is, it's when you're just give up you know, after like two <laughs> episodes, three episodes. Oh, and I saw I saw the stat. I have to get your opinion on this, Sarah. That I'll get the percentage wrong because it always changes, but something around eighty percent of podcasts have not updated in the last three months, or something crazy like that. Yeah, I think it. Well, I know it's closer to like ninety percent as wow. far as pod fading and basically like where people give up by 10 episodes or so in and i think a lot of that probably has to do with well okay first of all during covid people were starting podcasts yes, now they're back they, at work. everybody was like oh yes i got time i got free time they realize it's not as easy as just turning on a microphone so that yeah that's probably part of it and then i think also a big thing is that people go into podcasting not knowing all the back end, like the post-production, like the editing and the show notes and the transcripts and the social media graphics and the audiograms and just everything kind of that you use to help market your show and get it out there. Um, and that's actually why I started. I So I have a podcast production marketing agency called Podseam, P-O-D-S-E-A-M. And, and that's what we help people with is like, keep people from pod fading. So basically they record their episode. We do all the post-production editing, but also guest management, marketing, monetization, all of that stuff. And I, I think if people just have to show up and record, they're more likely to keep going. I do all my own stuff. Um, unfortunately, okay. have a- <laughs> yeah. no, no, see, I'm so, I'm telling you, there's so much synergy here because it's like, I know everything you just said, like, that's amazing that you have a company. I have seen you guys, mm-hmm. by the way, you said possibly, I know I've seen you. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, like there's a part of me, I just got my first VA like mm-hmm. three or four mm-hmm. months ago and it's still hard. It's mm-hmm. still hard to let go of the things that I know that I don't do very well and she could probably do in her sleep, but I'm so used to being like that one man show, that one man business, that one, one person business. And uh, so, yeah, so I'm glad you're not, I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it, I think being a frugalpreneur, we try to do everything ourselves. And I guess initially you get, you have to, um, but yeah, if at a certain point, if you start making enough to where you can kind of set aside some of that to hire like a VA or something, um, I think that definitely helps. <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah. I found myself that, you know, again, the scaling and again, all these kind of buzzwords that come with business. It's not, again, I think we have to like separate it. Yes. Podcasting and your creative career and your entrepreneurial work is a business, but it's also your life, right? So you have to kind of look at it in terms of, yes, I want to build this up, but I want to build this up so that I have time freedom so that I have the ability to share what I, what I care about or make a business that actually funds what I care about, right? So maybe even your passion is something different, uh, but your business helps fund that thing. So you do this for three hours, four hours a day, and then you can go do the thing you love for another four hours a day because that thing makes money. 
right? So it's not always that your passion has to be the business, but at least has to be something that helps the business roll or helps the, mm-hmm. your life to move forward. So yeah, it's so important. I love the fact that we're really just hitting that, you know, that that little nub of, hey, this is one of the best avenues to actually get that ball rolling toward what you love and being able to make a profit doing it. Um, I want to ask you in terms of your personal life, we did kind of go there a little bit. Um, what have you seen as your goal or as your driving force to kind of continue this thing rolling? Because you've had you've had some twists and turns in the last few years. You start talking about starting with all the different jobs you were doing the, the, from photography, which makes you a creative, by the way. As soon as you've mentioned anything, you're in the guiding gigs eth- ethos because this is all about like figuring out the gigs and figuring out the creative things you can do. So what's driving you now? Like, what do you hope to see in your own personal business now that you've written a book, now that you're moving more into your podcasting world? Like, what do you want to see achieve in the next three to five years, I guess you used to say? Well, definitely, uh, you know, being all in on podcasting in that space and, of course, growing my business. And I'd like to, um, so Podcast Movement, you mentioned, uh, well, that was actually the first podcast conference I had gone to. And so I would like to go to more of those. I do. I am going to Podfest. Um, oh, are you going? Oh, I'm I, okay. Let me not speak out of turn. I almost said I'm speaking. I hope I'm speaking. Um, I did. I did apply to speak. I've spoken three times. I've spoken mm. twice virtually, once, and then we we went to the Podfest in um, in June, and I spoke. Uh, so mm. yeah, that is my pod. Yes, I am part of the Pod Fam. Chris Comentos. I was just about to say, we're going to talk again, a lot of shop after this interview. (laughs) So you guys might want to join one of our memberships so that you can hear some of the special stuff we might be sharing outside of this interview. But yes, um, PodFest is amazing. You would fit in perfectly there. So yes, I got to make some introductions for you uh, because yeah, your your, your message fits in perfectly. So I definitely want to see you. That one comes up in January, Mm -hmm. uh, the next one. So I'll get to meet you in person. (laughs) Ah, Perfect. Perfect. Um, but yeah, I would love to, I applied to speak as well. Um, and so I think I'd like to go to more of these conferences and speak and I have a couple of topic ideas, so we'll see, but, um, yeah, Chris Carrizo's I've actually had him on my show before. Yes. He's amazing. He's amazing. (laughs) And another example of someone who just took an idea, right. Even though, you know, there's so many things he's good at. Like you, I see him in so many areas that he just flows. And then his wife, Katie, in the, in the meditation space, right? So they, they're they just perfect. I love his book, Start Ugly. Matter of fact, mm-hmm. I think it's right. Wait, let me see. I know if this is, this is great video, horrible <laughs> audio. Um, but his book is right around here somewhere. I haven't, ah, of course it's not another, but Start Ugly, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, just getting started, not letting things get in your way, not thinking how perfect perfect you want it to be or letting perfectionism get in your way. Like he is the call, he is a, a perfect example of how he started with something and just kept finding people that resonated with him, that 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 found that synergy with him. And now, yeah, Podfest, I consider that part of my community. Like now mm-hmm. his community is my community. Um, and I think the same thing could be said for you as you've been in this as a few years now in terms of like building your business. Now you have a community of people that love, know, like, and trust you, right? And they'll mm-hmm. follow you because of your podcast. Now they'll read your book and now they'll follow you wherever you go because they trust you and they know that you have good information. And that, again, I think is both the easiest and the hardest part of this message is that if you just get started 
and you start creating quality content online and you get with people like you who can teach them how to, okay, here's how you structure your show. Here's how you do show notes. Here's how you can do post-production. You know, editing is not so hard or you can pay someone to do it. If they could get past that part and just start ugly, they could have the same kind of community that we that we've been able to enjoy. Yeah, I think that's a good point that, you know, I think people think they have to get stuff perfect before they start something. But I think, you know, like starting ugly, starting, you just have to get something out there, whether it's a podcast, a book, a course, a business, whatever it is, don't wait for it to be perfect because it's never really going to be perfect in your eyes. And so you just have to get it out there. And then you can, like, for example, that book that I mentioned, I really wanted to get it out in time for podcast movement, which I did. It came out that week and I was able to print up copies and hand them out to people. So I didn't get to do like the full, I mean, it was edited, but not to the extent that I wanted it to be because that would have taken anyway. So, uh, and you know, I proofed it and everything, but then as I'm actually reading it after giving it out to everybody, I noticed there's probably a handful of like incomplete sentences or typos. Always, there's always a typo. There's still typos in there. And I'm like, oh, like, how did I miss that? But it's like, you have to, at a certain point, you just got to get your thing out there and then you can make corrections or updates or add on to whatever it might be, you know, down the line, but just get something out there. You know, what I found is that the thing that we obsess over is the thing that nobody else notices. Mm. Like we will obsess over, uh, oh, yes, the type, the font is, they'll never <laughs> be able to read it or whatever. It's something silly. And it's like, you'll go to 10 other people and say, hey, did you notice that? And they'll be like, what? I didn't even mm. know. Oh, you know, and then you'll be like, I spent so much time focusing my uh, majoring on the minors, right? Turning molehills mm. into mountains, right? It's just... We spend so much time as as creatives worrying about the thing because, yeah, I think it's more of a, a insecurity. Mm-hmm. You know, we feel insecure that someone's going to find us out. Someone's going to oh, my gosh, she doesn't know because she had an incomplete sense. She must not be a writer. Meanwhile, they haven't created a podcast. They're not teaching other people the podcast. Like, we, we give so much information or so much credence to critics that half the time I think don't even exist. And we just we're worried about. You know, the little things when obviously the big things, like you said, just get started and take that hundred dollars, take that, take that first step and you get better. Like you've done 150 episodes or so I'm on my 200th ish. I don't know, somewhere around there. You, you, you just, it just happens. I can't tell you the day that I clicked, you know, it wasn't a day that I was like, oh, I feel more confident now. You get confident by just doing it over and over again, the reps and doing that. I think that's what the message would be if you start and then keep going. There's just like a, I don't know, there's just a magic moment that you're like, yes, now I kind of feel like I'm, you know, I can do this and I don't have to explain myself or try to be nitpicky about being perfectionist and stopping myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the whole imposter syndrome thing is an issue that all entrepreneurs face. Uh, that plus shiny object syndrome, it, those two are just- Okay, you have to talk about shiny object syndrome a little bit because podcasters are very guilty of this. Before they get before they start their podcast, please warn them what shiny object syndrome is <laughs> because <laughs> we're talking about being frugalpreneurs. You, you will crush yourself under the weight of the shiny object syndrome. What exactly did you, are you talking about when, when you mentioned that? Yeah, so I think it applies to pretty much any entrepreneur or business owner where 
like for me, I was starting this business and that business and, oh, dropshipping, I should try that. Oh, blogging, I should, you know, just kind of starting and stopping a million different things or like you're in the middle of something, but then you get distracted like it's a shiny object and then get started on something else. Fortunately, I finally found my thing, which is podcasting. So I don't experience that as much, but I do experience shiny object syndrome in terms of like software and stuff. I'm like, Ooh, maybe I should switch to this. So as far as podcasting in particular, I think one thing that people have shiny object syndrome with is like their podcast host. It seems like they'll be with a host and they're like, Oh, but this other host has this other feature and all this stuff. And then they switch, but I don't know. There's a lot of, Hopefully it runs smoothly, but like with the whole RSS feed switching over from one host to another, yeah, there could be issues. No, trust. I, I've only switched one time and yeah, it was me because too. I had to, and it was just, okay, this company is not working for me. Um, I'm just having, again, no shade on any companies, but yeah, you pick up, you find, you find your lane, you find a company that works with you well. Right. And then they're all doing pretty much the same thing. They're just, just so those, again, people who are just starting for the first time learning about podcasting, when we say RSS feed, that's simply the the data, the stream of data that is your podcast, right? It's what you send out to Spotify, to Apple. And then most of these companies have very easy ways to make sure that all the podcast uh, players can get your podcast. It's an open system, thank God, for most people. It's not like, you know, exclusive to Spotify, like, you know, some companies do where they do like an individual show and they build the show. This is where we build our show and you can send it out to all these players. But yeah, you mentioned it, like, you know, shiny objects and with hosts, with mics, um, mm. <laughs> with um, with um, e- equipment, with uh, the different software. I've had a billion subscriptions to things that I thought would market my podcast. And it was like, why am I paying $12 a month for this? And it was like, because <laughs> because they had an ad and because I this will do it. And yeah. it's not that certain companies aren't good for that. Like there are certain things that are great for marketing and, you know, social media. But yeah, if you get caught up in just chasing every single little thing, you end up forgetting the main thing, which is show up on the microphone, show up in front of your audience, show up in front of the camera and do the thing. Like, yeah, you can get so distracted so easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's so many podcast apps and companies and stuff coming out constantly and it's like or oh i gotta be on this new uh, like podvine or good pods or and i yeah. am on those but yeah. it's like there's yeah. these new ones always popping up and you just have to go to that one now you gotta go that or now you gotta do tiktok and yeah it's the same it's, thing with so yes i was gonna say that's that's the key is not getting overwhelmed right mm-hmm. um i feel like i found my lane really honestly in just Three or four apps. Uh, I found my lane. Uh, you mentioned good pods. I really enjoy good pods because of the social element of it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, Facebook is pretty much where my audience is. Maybe Instagram. So I don't do a lot of Twitter. I just gave up on Twitter. I mean, I'm there. I, 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 I you know, play mm-hmm. around, but that's not where I find myself like drawn to. So eventually, you just have to pick like a couple of things. Hey, this is what I'm going to do. This is where I'm going to show up, and this is where my audience is. And just stay there. Yeah, chasing every single app, you'll go crazy. Um, you know, everything that has a new video, a new live function. It's great that these companies are doing this, but yeah, we have to be careful because otherwise, mm-hmm. yeah, you just drive yourself crazy, you spin your wheels. And like I said, the, the scary part is you lose the people that actually care because they're right in front of you and they just want you to show up on a simple Facebook Live. 
Mm-hmm. And they would be happy with that. They don't need all the bells and whistles. So, um, yeah, again, we kind of obsess over things. But that's that's a whole other podcast episode. We're going to talk about <laughs> how not to obsess about things that don't matter when it comes to building your business. But, yeah, I love this so much, Sarah. This has been a great talk. Like, I really, like I said, feel like we could just go on forever. Um, but I want to make sure that, number one, you tell them how to find your book because half the things we talked about are probably listed in those 27 things. So mm-hmm. let's let them know how to find your book, number one, and then number two, how to stay in touch with you so that they can learn more about podcasting, maybe start their show, maybe build their show, and most importantly, see how to get their message out there. Yeah, so I actually give the book away for free um, at podseam.com slash free book. That's P-O-D-S-E-A-M.com. Okay, so I want to stop you right there. So free. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at my book back here and I'm like, did I miss something? <laughs> this is why I have so many books on the shelf because I just, uh, <laughs> I love that strategy. So listen, that's amazing. Okay. So tell them, the, the I know they can click on the link, but tell them the website one more time. Uh, podseam.com forward slash free book. And then if they want to check out my podcast, Frugalpreneur, wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can just search it and it should pop up. Um other than that, my main website is the sarahstjohn.com. That's Sarah with an H uh, and then S T J O H N. And that's where I am on social media too, just everywhere at the Sarah St. John. I love it, Sarah. Again, you're you just have this, this warmth and authenticity and 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 ease in which I feel like anyone, and I've been saying this again, I'll say it over and over again, because people are listening right now. You're probably one of those people that said, I should start a podcast or I went to you and I said, you should start a podcast. And it's been however many years since you heard me say that to you. <laughs> and I'm, 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 I'm kind of pointing right at the people who, who I'm thinking of. I'm sorry to be so waggy right now, but I'm like, you know who you are if you're hearing this. You said to me, or you said to someone else, I should start this. Now you've got the tools. You have someone that's willing to guide you. You've heard kind of like the basics around this world, this community. So don't wait. Get with Sarah. Buy, or buy. Get her book because it's free. Hello. Go get her book and then get started with putting your message and your mission out there so that you can really, really encourage the people who you're called to reach. It's really, really powerful that this medium is there for you. And we want you to enjoy it and enjoy the fruits and the benefits of it. So Sarah, thank you so much for being a part of the show. I can't wait for us to talk again at hopefully PodFest in real life. Well, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. My friend, I know after hearing that conversation and the passion that Sarah has for podcasting, for sharing your message, and for doing so in an affordable fashion that doesn't break the bank, that doesn't cost you an arm and a leg, but that allows you to share your passion, to reach the audience you were called to reach, and to really get your message out there. This is what podcasting does so well. It allows you to uniquely reach the people and to talk about your subject, whether it's art, film, music, whatever creative space you're in, the way that you want to do it. And no, it's not oversaturated. There are millions of podcasts out there, but very few of them actually stick with it, which is why you're going to be different because now you have the strategies and the tools that Sarah has shared. So please go follow her. She is a wealth of information on all things podcasting. She has an entire suite of tools that can help you get your podcast up and running in no time. So make sure you follow her, check the show notes for all the links and tools. 
And by the way, maybe you are also thinking about not just starting your own podcast, but starting your own creative business, getting serious about your creative life and not simply doing it part-time or as a side hustle. Maybe you're thinking about doing this full-time. Well, if that's the case, I've got a free resource that I'd love for you to check out. We basically call it the four questions that you need to ask yourself before going full-time. These are the questions that I asked myself before I became a full-time creative musician, podcaster, and producer. Answering these questions is what allowed me to step away from those doubts and fears and into the creative calling that allowed me to do all the things that I'm doing now. And I want you to have this free resource. All you have to do is go to godandgigs.com slash questions. Once again, godandgigs.com slash questions, or simply tap the link in the show notes, and you can find out how you might be just a step away from your full-time creative career. Well, my friends, that's all the time we have for today, but I can't wait to share some more interesting, inspiring, and motivating messages from different creatives that are also trying to grow the way that you want to grow and that know the things that you want to know. So make sure you're following and subscribed to The God and Gig Show. Also check out our YouTube All those links are in the show notes because I would love for you to stick with us as we help you to continue to become the creative that you were created to be. Until next time, God bless. We'll see you then. Thanks for joining us here at the God and Gig Show. Please leave us a review on iTunes, like our Facebook page, or visit GodandGigs.com and tell us what you thought of this show. We'll be back soon. In the meantime, go create something amazing.